Hey, welcome back, everybody. Uh, Stark Heaven Speaks, Jared and Bob here. Uh, coming up, just to, to start us out here, we get uh, a loser lap. We have two loser laps, actually. Well, we have one and a half loser laps um, that will make sense in a second after I explain them. So the first loser lap we have on the Def Pool is a full-blown swing and a miss on Sandra Day O'Connor, uh, who died the other day. We didn't have her, like, years past. No, I think we had Ruth Bader Ginsburg. They're all the same person, right? Uh, yeah, basically, right? <clears throat> I, I, I would say so. Um, now, you got me second-guessing. I have to go back and check now. I'm pretty sure we didn't have her... No. 2021? No. And I don't think I have 2020. No, I don't have that written down. Uh, so no, we didn't have her. <clears throat> um, so swing and a miss there, right? However, the half of a loser lap uh, is Henry Kissinger, who also died the other day. Uh, I think he was 100 or 99 or something. We definitely had him in years past. You actually took him last year. So the trend continues, right? Yeah. The trend holds steady that you took Henry Kissinger in 2022 uh, and he died in 2023. So uh, if you've been following the show long enough, you know that typically the people are, I mean, we had one really good year. I forget what year it was. It was, it was 21. 20, yeah, I think it was 2021. We hit a bunch. Um, but as is typical, we had in the past, we pick someone to die that year and they actually die the following year. So we yep. save them for a year. <laughs> so you saved Henry Kissinger for a year, but he died the other day. So there we have it on the. Uh... Does anyone have Jimmy Carter? Um, let me see. Let me pull up this. I bet year. you he's years past too. He's. I definitely took him in years past. Uh, no one had Jimmy Carter in 2023, which may, leads me to believe. Yeah, Mike had him in 2022. All Shout right. out to Mike. So, uh, for anyone that's not familiar, <laughs> if you're new to the show, uh, every year, right around uh, like December, January, we we have an episode called the Death Pool, the Celebrity Death Pool. Um, so we pick a bunch of people to die. It's exactly what it sounds like. Uh, no money, no nothing, just bragging rights. Uh, we're not fucking, we're not that dark and fucked no. up. <laughs> um, but yeah, just bragging rights. And um, the rule, one of, we have very few rules. One of the rules is uh, you can't double pick someone in back-to-back -back years. So, you know, if you picked him in 2022, you can't pick him again. Like they're off the table for everybody in the following year. Right. So like you well, can't pick someone best, truthfully best we can, but right. Right. Cause it's almost like, we're going to get to a point where there's going to be too much fact checking at some point. Yeah. Well, so I, th I think starting this year, I may add an addendum to the rule that it's only the prior year. Right, because we've been doing yeah, this long enough now. Yeah, and we have five people picking. Right, so you can you can only not double pick from the prior year. So, like, if I pick someone in twenty twenty one, and they're still alive, you could pick them for twenty twenty four. Right, like that's yep. allowed. 
Um, because yeah, I mean, eventually we're just going to run short on famous. Thing, even if, even if Jimmy Carter gets to next year, he's going to be a show pick. Cause we did that with someone. I forget who they Val were like. Kilmer, who's still kicking. He's still kicking. Of course he'll <laughs> die next year. And then the um, year prior. So I think Val Kilmer was this year. No. Yeah. Val Kilmer was this year show pick. And then I think in 2021, it was Ozzy, both of whom are still alive, because that was the year they that Ozzy came went public that he had Parkinson's disease. And we also made a rule that no one could pick Trebek, whatever year that yes. was. Yes, yeah, yeah. Because Which I don't he, think he even made it that year either. I think he was. An, I think he was a year out too. He lived. I think he lived a lot longer than people thought. Yeah, a I think lot, so too. Like, I'm talking like eight months instead of four or whatever it was. Right. So, yeah, I think um, I think that's probably the way to go is that you can't, you know, you can't back to back somebody else, but you can, what would that be? Every other, <laughs> you can every other someone else, but yeah. I still think we should not allow the same person to double pick. Yeah. Right? So like, I was just going to say the only, the only thing that's tough is uh, like, I don't know who I've picked. I have record. I know you, so you have it all. But <laughs> I'm, pro- I'm gonna come out and be like, all right. Well, I'm thinking. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you tell me people. if I can allow be allowed to take this person. Yeah, I'm gonna need like eight picks just in case I fucking double <laughs> up. Yeah, I um, I might have to go back and listen to the 2020 version because I don't have that one. I mean, that's far. That's going to be four years from, you know now so i'd be i would be curious though um see how we've done to see how we've done in four years (laughs) right so i do have um the 2021 death pool up and in that year yeah that was our good year one two three we hit four people that year um between the four of us so it was me you jones and chris um and the show pick that year was Ozzy, who was still alive. But in that year, I hit Bob Dole. Chris hit one of the Rolling Stones. I think um, the drummer died or someone, someone like that. Whichever one isn't Keith and Mick died that year. Um, Jones hit Betty White, like literally just under the fucking yeah, the wire. 12th hour. And then Norman Lloyd. So... Those were our four hits. You didn't hit anybody. No, I didn't hit anyone. <laughs> but fucking lose. But I think looking, I was our only hit last year. Yes, uh, I'm I sorry. Think so. in, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Last year. Yeah. So looking at the show, the the whole pick, the whole show picks from 2021, um, not that great, right? So I told you who we hit. My other four picks were Francis Ford Coppola. Pretty sure he's still alive. Uh, Gene Hackman. I think is still alive. Bob Knight, he just died. So okay. I had him, but I picked him two years ago. And then my last one was Lil Wayne. <laughs> that was my like dart throw. Um, Chris, you know, he hit one of the Rolling Stones, but he also had Willie Nelson, Ric Flair, Ghislaine Maxwell, and Bill Clinton, all of whom are still alive. Uh, your picks that year were Joe Biden, Mike <laughs> Ditka, 
didn't he just die? No, he didn't die. I don't think I don't think Ditka died. It was Butkus. Dick Butkus died. Um, Britney Spears, Jack Ma, and Jimmy Carter. Those were your five for 2021. Uh, all of whom I believe are still alive. Uh, if he on Ditka, I'm pretty sure Ditka's alive. I'll look it up. Although, depending on who you ask, Biden might be dead too. <laughs> they might have a replacement for him. Nope, not doing that. Um, and then Jones had Jim Einhoff. Still alive. Is he still alive? No, uh, Ditka's still alive. I don't know who the fuck Jim Einhoff is. Jim Einhoff. I can also guess on how to spell that, but is still alive he was in office until this year he was born in 1934 so old he's still alive he's gonna be 90 next year um he hit betty white jones also had willie nelson um that i think that might have been the year we had to institute the some sort of rules or something i don't know and then he had hulk hogan who is also still alive. So. Uh, in the additional, so what is that? In the additional two years, we hit two people? One person? With, with one pending. One, yeah. Yeah. So not that great, but that was a good year. That was our best year. I already have one prepped and and locked and loaded for uh, for 2024. I haven't even thought about it, but I'm gonna keep it to myself until then. Although, Unless if this person wanted. does die before we do the show, um, I'm gonna be really upset, and I'm gonna I'm gonna come out and say it if the person does die, but no one's gonna believe me, right? They're gonna be like, "Oh yeah, I bet." You're gonna be, yeah, you're gonna be like LeBron, like when he was doing that football pick, where it was like, "Yeah, oh, yeah, well, I had this team like after they won." <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I'm telling you right now, I'm looking at it right now. I have one pick down. I wrote it on a note on my phone. So the uh, the hint I will allow for is it is a female. So. That's it. That's all I got for you. Uh, you guys are going to have to wait. Probably we got to talk to everyone about getting that recorded. In the yeah, next well, we usually weeks. always do it in January too. That way we can like miss like three or four people that die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We should, we should probably try and do it by the end of this month. So, it, you know, in the next yeah. three weeks. Oh, well, that's good. It's only the holiday season. Yeah. <clears throat> it should be easy. Yeah, of course. Um, okay. So moving along here, uh, we had golf that, that was played this weekend. Oh God. Um, the hero world challenge. It's I was going to say, we're going to talk Australian yeah. open. Are we going to talk? Well, there was a few South right? African open. Um, Minwoo Lee won the Australian open. No, he won last week. Sorry. Um, uh, he, he is. He is Australian. That's where I got confused there. Yeah, he won. Like, I mean, so last week was like the Australian PGA, I think, and he won. He won that. Yeah, Joaquin Neiman won in oh, Australia. Live guy, and Dean Burmester won the South African Open. Isn't he South African? Yep, that's kind of cool. Also, live guy. He won two in a row too. He won the 
Is it Joburg? Yoburg? I don't know. Johannesburg? No. Just Joburg. Yoburg. That might be like slang for Johannesburg because that's a mouthful. <clears throat> so oh, they might maybe. just call it Joburg. Yoburg. Yoburg. Joburg. I don't know. I don't, I don't yeah. know if it's a soft J. I don't know. But he won. Yeah. Burmaster won back to back. But live guys are washed. Can't win. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They only go there because their career is over. Yep. Um. So where was I going with that? Oh, we had the Hero World Challenge. Um, Tiger was back. Yeah, whatever. He was fine, right? He played all four rounds, right? It was a no-cut event. But The Hero is not a real event. It, there's only 20 guys that play. Um, it's in the Bahamas or Bermuda. I don't know. I can never tell the difference. I think it's Bahamas. Bahamas. Albany. Uh, yeah. Um. Whatever. I watched a little bit of it just to see the guys play, just to watch Tiger too. I'd uh, be curious to see what the ratings are when they come in after this weekend. Um, probably more so on Thursday and Friday because Saturday, Sunday was uh, college championship football weekend and then just, you know, typical NFL Sunday. So uh, I can't imagine the ratings were all that good, but um, we'll see. Um, the The reason why I brought this up and I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, just golf in general is because I know me personally, right? A lot of times I can get frustrated with the game, um, you know, and everyone that plays golf, right, knows that you can, and we've talked about this multiple times, you can go out and shoot the best round of your life. And then the next time you go out, you shoot one of the worst rounds in your life. And it is completely plausible. Um, that those things are going to happen. And that could be within a 48 hour period even. Right. Um, and it can go vice versa, right? You don't have to shoot great first to then shoot like shit. You could shoot like shit first. And then 48 hours later, you play your best round ever. I've, I've had both happen to me. Um, well, the professionals are not immune to that. <laughs> so Will Zalatoris, who has been out for basically a year. We'll just call it a year um, with a back injury. He had to have back surgery. Um, I don't think it was spinal fusion, but I don't he, think it was a fusion. Um, he had some sort of back surgery, whatever it is. Uh, it does, doesn't really matter. But he was out for a year. This was his first event back, competitive round. And on the weekend, uh, starting with Thursday, in his first round, first competitive professional round back in a year, he shot an 81. Course is a par 72. So for people that are good at math, that's a nine over. So his opening round nine over, 81, right? Like how often do you ever see a professional shoot in the 80s? Especially in a course like Albany in the Bahamas, right? Like it's not like they played it like you know, Beth page, right. Or, or one of those places. I would say Varner shot 80 at Beth page in the final round of the PGA in the final group, I think. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's a, it's a relatively easy course, right? Like it's, it's not one of the easiest ones. Well, it might be, I don't know like where it ranks, but, um, it's not like the easiest. I, I know that. Um, I think that's, is that the John Deere? 
It's like the easiest course on tour. It's probably it's probably Deer Run. Yeah. Um, so regardless, it doesn't matter. So on Thursday, Will Zalatoris shoots an 81. On Friday, he comes out and shoots a 68. <laughs> That's four so under. So he goes 13. nine nine over, four under. That's a 13-stroke swing in 24 hours. Yep. And then, furthermore, on Saturday, he comes out and shoots a 79. Yeah, so he's covering he, almost all of it, huh? So then he so he shoots a five over on Saturday. And then today on Sunday, the final round, he shoots a 71, a one under. So for anyone out there that's a golfer, right, that gets frustrated with their game, that's like, what the fuck? What's going on? Like, why can't I figure anything out? Myself included, right? A professional golfer went 81, 68, 79, 71 in, what is that, 24, 48, uh, 96 hours? 96 hour span. Yeah. Kind of fucking wild. Yeah, I mean, they always say like in a now it's crazier they did it in a four day span, but you know some of these guys can like they have the ability to go so fucking low, like you know they don't do it often, but like every single one of those guys has sixty in them. Now it's rare that they have like eighty in them, but we're talking like a seventeen shot swing from best to worst. Yeah. And that's the and best I get mad world. when I go out and shoot a 107 at yeah. And then where it's did like, we go? Where, where was the play? Uh, Blackstone National. I, yeah. I I was pissed. I shot a 107 at Blackstone National because I had just shot like an 86 at Chamawa. Like no, um, not Chamawa. Pawtucket Pawtucket Country Club. That was my competitive round. My first my first competitive round ever. Right. And it's like, oh, I went out and shot an 86, but then I go to Blackstone and shoot a 107. Right. It's like, oh, fuck me, huh? But like that's normal. Yep. That's that's golf. <laughs> yeah, I would say never mind. Once you start factoring in yardages, differentials, all types of shit, like like that's the, like if you have a home course, like you could be what's your best score at Chamawa? Um Seventy eight or seventy nine, but it's a par sixty eight, I think, or a par sixty nine. I don't know. I, I let me give me a second. Let me look it up. But either way, it's like so. Obviously, like well, you know, I play at my course all the time. So you know, I've shot. You know, it, it's not likely I'm going to shoot ninety. But I mean, we're talking anywhere from what did I shoot? I shot 71. 71 to like 86 would not be outside the realm of possibilities here. That's 15 shots. And yeah, I mean, like if I'm not, and then like if you mix in like different golf courses, like yeah, I shot. Did I hang an 89? Yeah, I had, I hung an 89 when I had the yips this year. Yeah, so Chamawa's a par 68. Yeah. 
And this year, uh, my best score there was a 77. So if you walked in there and had a bad day and shot 97, obviously you're not going to be happy. Would you right. be, would you say that that's like impossible? Uh, no. <laughs> 20, and that's 20 shots. Yeah. Yeah. So just looking at my Chamawa scores this year was uh, 89, 80, 82, 77, 81, 81, 77, but that was um, composite. And then 81, 82, 79. So like I'm typically right yeah, around so it's like 80. 12. It was like 12 just at that course. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, like, that's the other thing is like these guys like on tour, they're always playing the same level difficulty on every any course they play. Right. Like I could bring you somewhere. You could shoot 121 and not have it be that bad of a round. Yeah. And oh, I like, shot a 92 at Blackstone. I don't know why I thought I shot a 107. Yeah. So, I mean, like I probably said, because it felt, it felt like a 107, <laughs> but somehow I fucking scrapped a 92. Yeah. That's the thing is like, there's certain places or Sharon. Well, you, sh I shot a 98 at Sharon. I think that, I think the time we played, that was the first time I've ever broken a hundred at Sharon. Yeah. And I shot a 98 on July 7th. <laughs> fucking pain in the ass. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is like, that's what makes it hard for us is as amateurs, like the difficulty is just so different all the time that pros aren't really going to like, they can only go so low, right? Right. And you put them on certain courses, they're not always going to shoot 62. But they're very rare. Like I heard Michael Kim talking about this. He goes like, if you just drop me off at your club, like 6,600 yards, like whatever. He goes, listen, I don't know. He goes, I might not shoot so super low like you think. He goes, but I ain't shooting 75. <laughs> like that's for damn sure. <laughs> and I think that's what really goes a little forgotten about when it comes to the pros. Like. It's not very often they're going to have a round of like six over par. Right. So, but you know, for us, the difficulty changes. And that's why, like, I always talk about differentials. Like when I shot 85 or 86 in that USGA qualifier, the differential was like seven. A differential of seven at Sharon is 80. Right. So an 80 and an 86 are the same score. Right. Just pending like golf course difficulty. So, yeah, I mean, people could shoot 20, 25 strokes difference and have it be like, yeah, that's normal. That's normal variance. Yeah. <laughs> Sucks to think about, but it's true. Yeah. Also, though, Willie Z, it's fucking apps. I, like, I might, I might check it tomorrow. It's fucking bullshit that he's in that fucking event. He hasn't yeah. played in a fucking year, and he's gonna get world ranking points for that. 
Yeah. What are you finishing last by? Like 10? Um, yeah, let me see. I'll check it right now. Uh, nine. Wyndham Clark finished plus two, and he finished plus 11. Those were the only two guys over par. Tiger finished even, yeah. and then everyone else was under par. It's fucking horseshit that he's going to get world. Actually, you know what? It's not horseshit that he's in the event. It's horseshit that he's going to get world ranking points for that. That's fucking terrible. Right. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, not ideal. Right. So in an event where the lead, the winner scored 20 under par, Willie Z finished 11 over. <laughs> Yeah, which honestly, it's like, I don't know what you expect. I'm more pissed that he's going to get fucking world ranking points for that. That's terrible. Like, that's so bad. 20 guys, no cut. Fuck off. Yeah, that's dumb. So does this count towards the 2024 season, right? It's not a PGA. It's not a PGA Tour win. Okay. So that's the thing is like, it's not like an official win, but it gets world ranking points. I don't know. Yeah, that's weird. It's really stupid. Yeah. And then like, not for nothing, that Australian Open was like, that was a pretty good field. Nothing crazy, but pretty good. Right. And and it's not going to get shit. Again, I don't know how to find that shit out until tomorrow, but. Yeah. That's kind of fucking stupid. So. um, Let's see what else we got. Oh, speaking of stupid, uh, this is a pretty good story. I enjoy this story. Um, so you may have heard about this or some of our, our listeners may have heard about this. Um, there was a reporter for Deadspin, um, which I can't even believe that Deadspin even still exists at this point. I thought Barstool would have put them out of business a long time ago. I mean, they basically did. Um, They used to be competitors like way back in the day when we were in college. Uh, And then Deadspin started getting like oddly political and like very left-leaning in their stuff. And now like, I think they try to be like a real publication Versus Barstool that still is like that bro-y like shithead culture, right? So like, I don't know, because that's how Deadspin started, right? It was like, it was a competitor to Barstool. But either way, um, a reporter for Deadspin, again, so take that for what it's worth, um, came out on Twitter and went after a young boy who is a fan of the Kansas City Chiefs uh, for wearing blackface. So there was a picture in the article of a boy who's like, I don't know, he's got to be like eight years old, eight or nine years old. And he's wearing a chief's jersey with an Indian chief headdress. And it's a profile. So it's like a picture from the side of him. And his face is painted black. And this author, right, this reporter who is a black man wrote this big, long thing about how, like, 
His parents should be ashamed. This is racist. Trying to cancel this nine-year-old, right? Eight, nine-year-old for going to the Chiefs game. Well, then it comes out like a day later, right? Because people read this and they're like, what the fuck? So then it comes out a day later that there's a picture of him from the front. And his face is actually half painted red and black. So one half is red, one half is black, like the Kansas City Chiefs, right? Like their colors really aren't black, but they're not red and black, whatever. I mean, is what it is. So then the reporter doubles down and goes, this is even more racist because now he's doing red face and black face and he hates Native Americans and black people. This is racist. We need to cancel this. Um, the NFL needs to do something about this. They, the NFL needs to come out and like condemn this child and, and all this stuff. So um, the New York Post did some digging, right? And uh, they came up with some more information about this. So, and this is pretty funny so the boy's name is holden armenta um and it says he became an unexpected focus of an article by senior writer karen phillips or karan phillips i don't know how to pronounce it uh the focus on a photo of the boy standing sideways suggesting he was wearing blackface with no mention of the red side uh then they just show like excerpts of his thing where i said you know nfl needs to do something about this um then when he doubled down, he said this boy found a way to hate black people and Native Americans at the same time. It takes a lot to disrespect two groups of people at once, like going on and on and on and on. Um, and he goes, this is what happens when you ban books. You stand against critical race theory and try and erase centuries of hate. You give future generations ammunition they need to recreate racism better than before. All this stuff, right? So the New York Post talks to the boy's mom whose name is Shannon. And she showed numerous different pictures of fans at the game that were like high-fiving the kid and like celebrating with the kid. Like no one there had a problem. Uh, And then also she dropped the bomb that this kid is Native American. No, he so, hates Native Americans. So it's not it's not her side. So the mom is saying he's Native American because her husband, or at least his father, like the boy's father, is I think half Native American because the boy's grandfather, so Holden's paternal grandfather, Raul Armenta, sits on the board of the Chumash tribe in Santa Inez, California. <laughs> So not only is this kid's grandfather an actual Native American, he sits on the board. He's a board member of the Chumash tribe in California or Chuma. I don't, again, I don't know. I might be butchering these pronunciations, but he's on the board of a Native American tribe in California. Um, So why does this kid hate his grandfather so much? (laughs) So... All of this stuff is going on and like people are going after this guy, Karan Phillips. um, And he deleted the post and Deadspin took the article down. So now everyone is saying that this family could potentially have legal recourse 
where they can sue Deadspin for um, libel. Yeah, I don't know which one is which. It's so there's libel, and then there's um, what's the other one? Well, slander is spoken. Slander. Libel is, that what it is, is? libel is printed. Okay. Yeah. Is that what it is? Is that the difference? I think so. That's what I've been going with. Yeah. So they they're gonna sue Deadspin for libel. So this might be uh this might be it for Deadspin. <laughs> Finally. This this might be the nail in the coffin for Deadspin if they actually sue. Um because they'll win. Because the boy is Native American, right? <laughs> like Yep. <laughs> well, you know what? Like this is like this is good. Like so I mean Again, not like a fan of people losing their jobs, but if you're going to run your mouth like that, and yeah. then uh, when when the picture came out that the, that the kid had red and black on, like, I apologize. Yeah. I thought it was blackface. And as right. a black man, I didn't like that. Right. That's all and he had to a, do. And as a reporter, you know, I report on things. Right. That's all he had to do. My bad, guys. I only I didn't know other pictures existed. This is all. I, this is the only information I had to go on. Yep. Next time I'll try to get more pictures. Look, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But nope, had to double down. Double down. Yep. And had to turn it into the kid isn't just racist. He's double racist. He's double racist. Yeah. And this is what happens when you don't push the ideologies that I believe in. Yeah, like critical race theory and all those things. So is the NFL going to condemn that kid for hating his own people or whatever? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it doesn't get much dumber than that, right? Like, that's pretty dumb. It's that, up there. That's, again, it's virtue signaling, right? It's you don't actually care. You're just like, you're trying to be the next guy that had like the gotcha moment, right? Like you want to be known as the guy that got someone, right? Like, oh yeah, that's how I made my fucking, you know, my name in the journalism industry is, oh, I got that kid, right? Oh, I got him. I'm, I'm the one that did that article that blew up and got so many things. I'm, I'm that guy. No, you're just a fucking asshole. Yeah, no, you're a clown. Is who you are. Because you got got. <laughs> and now you're probably going to lose your job and the company you work for is probably going to go out of business. Because I can't imagine they're doing well financially to begin with. And if they have to deal with a lawsuit, uh, it's probably not going to end well. It might just go bankrupt. Yeah. Which would be hilarious if uh, Portnoy stepped in and bought it. And bought him out, yeah. Bought him out just to shut him down. <laughs> <laughs> Because I think he's been he's been in a like a public feud with Deadspin before, or like the former owner. Because I think they sold whoever the guy was that founded Deadspin, ended up selling it to like some group or something. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty sure I remember like Portnoy having like a a vendetta against Deadspin. But that that would be a very Dave Portnoy move. Is yep. to per to purchase them just to close them down. <laughs> yep. Lay off all their employees and then uh just shut down the company. 
Like we're going to absorb it. Yeah. The, they do as like an absorbing, right? Like we're going to buy the company and absorb it into Barstool, except all the employees get fired. <laughs> None of you are able to come work for me. Sorry. <laughs> Unless any of them have a redeeming quality, but I don't know. Yeah. Maybe like someone who works in like the tech department is probably fine. Right. Like as long as they're not like the the editors or like the journal yeah. journalists or whatever. So yeah, pretty fucking dumb. Um, and then there was like a bunch of comments and stuff underneath uh, on Twitter of people being like, dude, no one cares, right? Like there's native Americans that are fighting to, have the Washington Redskins renamed to the Redskins. Like don't want like the actual native Americans don't give a shit. Right. And like the group of people that I think we talked about on the podcast, the group of people that's fighting to change the, the commanders back to the Redskins are saying that it's erasing native history, right. Or not history, but like native representation. Right. right, because you took away something that represented Native Americans, and now it's just the Washington Commanders. Like, what does that even mean? Right, like now that now there's no Native American representation, right, with that team, which is a fair point, right? Like, truthfully, I don't give a shit either way. It's just well, a name. It's, it's it a name of a sports team. Yeah, but that's and that's that's the hard part is it doesn't involve us. Right. Cause it's like if you named a team the Americans or the Bostonians, the fuck do we care? Yeah. Yeah, we don't. I don't. So but that's not, but that's the thing is like when you don't belong to a certain group, it's like you don't and this is the problem with white people speaking for everyone. You don't know what those people think. Right. Yeah. You only know what you think. Right. Right. It's just it's the classic white people thing. And what you think is probably fucking stupid. Yeah. Well, white people are so much better than everyone else they know what those people want right because that's literally what these people are doing they're like oh we know what the natives want they don't want their team to be named the redskins really because there's like fifty thousand of them that signed a petition to bring the name back so yeah. all of you dumb white people that were like oh no you can't have that name that's racist how could you how dare you did anyone bother to ask the actual native americans how they felt clearly not <laughs> Yeah. Always go back to COVID times where uh, black people were like, hey, man, we just want to be treated equally. And the, the mayor of New York was like, yeah, I hear you. I'm going to paint you a mural. Yep. I gotcha. Yep. No, 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 no. Like we just we just want to be treated equally. All right. Gotcha. We'll take Aunt Jemima off the bottle. I hear you. Yep. We know exactly what we need to do to help you out. Yep. 10-4. Yep. yep. Got it. Got it. We'll take Uncle Ben off the rice. Uh-huh. Right. I hear you. No, 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 no. Like, I don't think you're, I don't think you're understanding what we want. No, no, no. We definitely do. We definitely do. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. It's white people ruin everything. <laughs> um, actually, 
That's not a great segue. There's been some good segues so far. Speaking of white people ruining everything and dumb shit and public opinion and children, there is, I believe he's from the UK. Um, let me see if I can find it really quick. If I can search it. Uh, so there is a 10-year-old boy, yes, uh, from Oxfordshire, Eng England. Sounds like a fucking loser place to be. Where, where are you from? Oxfordshire. Fuck off. Uh, so there's a 10-year-old boy from Oxfordshire, England, who has petitioned Apple to change one of its emojis. The emoji in particular. Now, I know you wouldn't know this because you're not an Apple guy, but Android emojis are literally the same. They're like... Basically the same. They just look a little different. Some would say a little bit better. Yeah, I depend. Yeah, it depends on who you ask, right? Um, so there's an emoji of a circle, yellow smiley face. Right. Shout out to the smiley face that was actually invented in Worcester. Uh, local guys. People so forget. people forget. Um, there's a yellow circle face that's wearing glasses probably similar to the glasses that i'm wearing right now if you're watching on youtube and uh, i think it's two front teeth are sticking out and the the title of the emoji right like if you go to the emoji keyboard and you type in search you type in nerd the nerd emoji is a yellow circle face with glasses and teeth. And this 10-year-old boy in Oxfordshire, England, is petitioning Apple to change the name of the emoji because he doesn't like that it's called nerd. Because he thinks he's a nerd because he wears glasses. So this all has to do with wearing glasses. Because he wears glasses, he feels like he's being attacked by Apple and this emoji. And he says, they're making people think we're nerds and it's absolutely horrible. The boy and glasses wearer said in an interview with the BBC, it's making me feel sad and upset. And I find it offensive. There will be thousands of people around the world that find it offensive too. I got no time for this shit. This is why like, like this is three year Letterman. Like, that's quite the word salad to say that your your grandfather surrend surrendered at your Yorktown. Yeah, Ugh. yeah, yeah. It's that's a that's a really it's long soft. way to say I've never lettered in lettered in shit. Right, right. Like, just how fucking soft can you be? I forget what I saw. I don't know who said it, but someone's response was. It's times like these where like outlawing bullying was really bad thing for yes. society. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw that on Twitter. That's what it this is what happens. This is what happens when you outlaw bullying. You get losers like this kid being like, "Oh no, no 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 no. Like you can't you you can't call this the nerd emoji because it hurts my feelings. It's offensive to me in my 10-year-old self." And there's, I guarantee there's thousands of other people that are also offended by it. So we need to change. We need to change the name. He wants to change it 
You know what he wants to change it to? The genius emoji. He wants it to be called the genius emoji instead it's of awfully, the nerd uh, emoji. It's awfully presumptive. That's kind of what I was thinking. But what makes you so fucking smart? Yeah. You're fucking 10. You're an idiot. You don't know shit. <laughs> you don't. I don't, don't know shit, and I know more than you. <laughs> How's that feel? Yeah. <laughs> I know more than you. Yeah. Go back yeah. and listen to any episode and listen to what I fucking spewed on here. <laughs> I'm smarter than you. Yeah. So genius emojis out. We can call it idiot emoji. 10-year-old spoiled asshole. We could do that. Yeah. Like that kid needs to be bullied. <laughs> call it. What's uh if if 2020 vision's perfect, what's uh shitty vision? Like 1020. It's the number's got to go lower. Yeah. Cuz if you were like 2100 is that like really good? Uh or is that really shitty too? Just call it astigmatism. Done. Yeah. That works. <laughs> yeah, but like this this is this is where we're going. This is what happens. Yep. Hopefully Apple just like, you know. It would be amazing doesn't. if it won't, right? Because Apple is a very left-leaning company. But if uh if Apple for like the social media department was like the Wendy's Twitter account. Have you ever seen the Wendy's Twitter account that just chirps people? <laughs> it would be incredible if Apple just like tweeted at this kid and goes, shut up, nerd. Yeah. <laughs> and puts the emoji next to it. Like that would be incredible. That would be amazing. Shut up, nerd. And that's all you need to do. And then everyone would love Apple. That's, I mean, I should work for the PR department and Apple really. Cause that's, that's how you get everyone to love your company. <laughs> So not for nothing, let's also like, okay, so this kid's a little fucking punk bitch, but let's also, I, I just pulled up my phone. So if I type in nerd, mm -hmm. I get glasses on a smiley face with a big yeah. smile, with a big smile. Yeah. If I type in dork, same thing. Eek, same thing. Glasses, same thing. Loser. Nope, doesn't show up for loser, so there's that. Like it didn't give you a picture of yourself? Yeah, just a, a mirror comes up. <laughs> um, I don't know. What other synonyms? That probably covers it, right? Yeah, that covers a lot of them. Yeah, so you can type in any of that shit, and that's what, what it comes up with. Yeah. Kid needs a fucking hobby. Like, what a fucking nerd. Honestly, <laughs> seriously, like what a fucking nerd. Only a nerd would do that. Yeah. Takes a serious nerd for that. Yeah. I'm telling you, all Apple would have to do is make one tweet. And it would fucking it would break the Internet. <laughs> Their stock would soar. <laughs> Yeah, all it has to say is shut up, nerd. Shut up, nerd. <laughs> That's it. Two words. <laughs> and they'll finally hit the trillion dollar valuation on the stock or, market. Or if they, if, they wanted, if they wanted to, they could just say like enough, nerd. Yeah. 
because <laughs> shut up is offensive. But yeah. yeah. If the Wendy's PR department was running <laughs> Apple, <laughs> they would fucking have a field day. <laughs> I love when companies do that. I don't know why, but like I love when big companies have whoever runs their social media department just chirp people for no reason because it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> and most of the time, they're like good chirps too. We got to pick your battles, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Um, like I forget what other company had uh, had something like that. I mean, Wendy's well, even, is the even, most famous. Even Wendy's, we like our tweets the way we like our fries, hot, crispy, and better than anyone expects from a fast food restaurant. <laughs> um. Yeah, like a lot of this is like people bitching. So it's like, oh, just DM us, whatever. But yeah, then now it's like it, it seems like there's almost like hours or like certain time windows where they. uh, Like so someone goes still waiting for the hot honey chicken sandwich to come back. I've skinned 15 goats in the time it's been gone. Wendy's. I so, sort of feel like that's not as many goats as I would have thought. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Denny's. Denny's is the other one that's pretty funny, too. It's just like they're interactive. Yeah. And it's fun. It's 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 a really good idea, right? Like, I don't know which company did it first. Like I said, I think Wendy's perfected it. Um. But I mean, it's it's great. It's really fucking good. <laughs> um, I think Netflix has one that's kind of funny. Chipotle. Chipotle is more of like a goofy one, I think. Like they had a tweet once that said, "Good good morning to everyone except people who steal our Tabasco bottles." <laughs> 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 another one that's pretty good they're like it's getting hot out there today so don't forget to stay hydrated that's what our water cups are for water because everyone goes to chipotle and asks for a water cup and then takes it over to the soda fountain and fucking fills yeah. it up with soda <laughs> but yeah i enjoy uh i enjoy a good a good business account that's just funny i don't i don't truthfully i don't know why because it it's it's fucking it's nice sometimes when a company is just fucking normal like yeah and they don't take themselves so seriously right god damn like like Wendy's right like they understand they're a fast food joint like yeah it's like it's not fucking Berkshire Hathaway right like it's yeah, it's, it's not, Wendy's yeah we're not talking like some exclusive steakhouse here. Yeah, it, it's 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 not uh, Liberty Mutual, right, or Fidelity, or one of those like massive, like financial corporations that's like very white collar. It's literally fucking Wendy's and yeah, Denny's. And, like, and Denny's. Yeah, and that and that like that's the other thing too is it's like some of those like financial companies obviously are trying to attract like you know high value clients and 
if they think you're a joke, they're not going to trust you with their money because that's like something that's important. But like, right, it's fast food. Yeah, <laughs> this shit costs like a fucking dollar. Like, <laughs> we literally have a menu of things that only cost a dollar. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, it's pretty good. I enjoy, uh, like I said, I enjoy a good, a good chuckle like that every now and then. Um, what else we got? Oh, I got one more thing before we uh, before we wrap up here. This is, um, I guess, a little less lighthearted, I suppose, uh, than some of the other things we've been uh, we've been chuckling about, if you will, but. Over the last couple of weeks, uh, two states in particular now, uh, California and New York, have come out and announced that they are going to be instituting. Um, I think their policies. I don't. I don't want to misspeak really and call them a law because I don't think it's a law. I think it's a policy. It came from the governors, right? So it came from Gavin Newsom and Kathy Hochul. Hochul however you pronounce her last name. I'm really bad at pronouncing people's names today, um, but fuck them. Um, so they are going to institute what they call media literacy classes in schools now. So now it's going to be mandated that schools teach children, and this is their words, how to decipher information online and determine what is frivolous and what may be con constituted as a conspiracy theory. Good so, fucking luck. So immediately, the first thing I think of is that's indoctrination right there. They're starting now. They're, they're doing it in the open to your children in California and New York, which are the two furthest left-leaning states in the country, right, with two very left governors that are now going to be instituting what they call, again, I'm using air quotes here, media literacy courses that are mandatory in schools, in their states, basically to tell kids that probably... Anything you read on Twitter is fake. The New York Post is awful. Um, what else is out there? Fox News is can't be trusted. Um, Tucker Carlson is the worst. And Trump is a Nazi. It's basically what they're going to do. I was just going to even go with like, you can't teach. How do you teach a conspiracy theory? No, you're teaching them to identify and disregard conspiracy theories. Oh, that won't work. These are fucking kids. Like, they look at the shit they want to look at. Maybe. I'm telling you, these kids are fucking stupid. No, I know. And like maybe as a general rule, but I think it's going to have an effect on some kids. It's going to have more of an effect than if they didn't have it, right? Like it's going to get some kids to believe it. Yeah, but 
it's also a little so just because they have the classes on it doesn't mean these kids are going to be able to grasp and comprehend all of the principles that they're going to try to put forward also this isn't going to be like a very well taught class so these kids aren't going to understand because there's no way to teach this material no it's literally like they're literally going to hold up a screenshot i'm assuming right of like cnn and fox and be like this is what's really happening and then fox is not true like they're conspiracy theories tucker carlson is a conspiracy conspiracy theorist right like yeah, that's someone, what they're going to do. All right, then I I misinterpreted what your description of what they were doing was. Yeah, I mean, if they're just going to put it up there and be like, "Oh, only listen to these sources," then I mean, what are we doing here? Like, wasn't there like, isn't like all that fucking bibliography shit that we learned about? Like, go to these sources. You don't go to this. You don't go to that. Like newspapers used to be trusted. I guess you can't really trust them anymore. Right. But although I yeah, I don't know. I also had a teacher one time. They go, listen, just only use books. Don't use anything else that you see. So I don't know. I don't know how you teach media literacy. I I was when you, when you said like, oh, how to identify a conspiracy theory? I'm like, you're never gonna be able to do that. Yeah, no, they're gonna tell you what's a conspiracy theory. A la anything that's a conservative thought. So take the actual politics out of it because it's New York and California. Those people are probably going to believe that shit anyway. And I know they're just kids, but like it's where they live. That's their environment. Like that's just how it's going to be because no one teaches us anything in Massachusetts like that. But everyone always comes up, you know, Democrat all the way through. And that's just like which is interesting because I think I saw a stat somewhere, and I think I'm just you know postulating here, if you will. Um, but I saw a stat somewhere that Gen Z is the has the highest rate of conservative uh, thinkers and voters than any generation at their current age, right? Because typically, like you know, what the, the fuck? What, what's Gen Z? I don't even know. Uh, the ones below us. Okay. The, ne- the next one after us, right? After the millennials. Um, so I think that's what, 96 to probably like 2010. Oof, rough. Maybe. I don't know when it ends, truthfully, but I'm just assuming because the millennials go from 82 to 90, 95. 82 to 95 is millennials. Um, I would imagine a similar time. Gen Z is nine, 97 to 2012. Okay. Yeah. So I was close. Um, they, so I, that's, that's what I was going to say. So, so, uh, an oversimplification, right. A generalization is that the population is typically a lot more liberal when people are younger, right? Like more younger people are liberal than conservative. And then as people age, they become more conservative over time. Um, It's just a general rule of thumb. Obviously it's not a fucking absolute thing, 
but it does it makes sense though because when you're a kid it's like oh yeah no i treat everyone the same and everything's right. equal and yeah everyone fair. should get everything for free <laughs> and everything fairness and whatever yeah. and then you get older and you're like oh yeah no that shit don't work right right um but gen z has a higher percentage of people and i guess they're a lot of them aren't kids anymore um has a has a higher percentage of people in it that are already conservative than like any generation prior so theoretically right like they as if you get more conservative as you get older then gen z could potentially be the most conservative generation ever right if if you will I wonder if that's like a direct reaction to like how everything is kind of like leaning that way right now. Yeah. Cause like, I think it, a lot it, of it like, is I know not, not everything is, but it's like things are more likely to lean left than they are to lean right. Right. Right now. Right. Cause then it's like, cause if you want to lean right on something, you're either a bigot or. It's like, oh, well, what, what's the harm? It's like, it's like, oh, weed should be legal. It's like, no. It's like, well, why? Who gives a fuck? Right. And then, you know, it's like abortion should be legal. No. Oh, well, you're a bigot. You're killing babies and harming women. It's like. Maybe it's a direct reaction to like going too far one way. Yeah, I think it certainly has something to do with that, right? Because that's that's what. That's what happens, right? As a political, uh, whatever, population, right? As a populace, um, it tends to swing back and forth, right? Like the 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 90s were pretty liberal. The early 2000s were conservative. Um, I guess it's conservative kind of started a little bit in the late 90s. Um, and then things got pretty liberal after that. Right in the the mid to late two thousands, right they legalized gay marriage and they started legalizing um, weed and all that shit. And now we're kind of like tending the other way. So I think a little bit has to do with that, and I think a little bit has to do with it's the nature of being a kid, right? Like, mo- I feel. I mean, and this is how I was, and I know you were probably pretty similar, but we're both assholes, so we're probably not a good representation of the general population. Um, but I feel like as a general generality that kids tend to just go in the opposite direction of the generation above them by default. Right. So like it's a, it's, it's part of being a rebellious teen, right. And from your, you know, 13 to 20, if you will, like in that, for those seven years, it's like, Oh, what do my parents think? Yeah, no, I think the opposite, right? Just because, right? Or like, oh, I'm being told this on at school by my teachers and on TV shows and all this stuff. Well, fuck that. I'm going to go the other way. It's like part of that, like establishing your own identity separate from the people around you, which I think is totally normal. It's a very, it's a, it's a part of developmental, like psychological, like development right for kids once they get to that like 13 14 year old stage like that's what they do like they rebel because they're trying to establish themselves as an individual 
So if everything around them is like super foo-foo and liberal and you can't say retard and you have to change the nerd emoji to the genius emoji, right? If that's the world that's around them and they're trying to establish themselves as individuals by going against that, then this is what you get. You get an entire generation of kids that are the most conservative generation of kids that have ever existed since we've been tracking, right? Because the environment around them is super liberal. Now, would that be taught in conspiracy theory class? Probably not. <laughs> well, would it be would it be taught to uh would it be taught to disregard that? Yeah, yeah, most likely. <laughs> so I don't know. It's it's definitely interesting. It's like something to pay attention to. And especially now, like having a kid, right? I I definitely pay a lot more attention to um the shit that's out there and like what they're trying to push on kids. So I mean, like I said, like I literally just said, like eventually someday, like I know my kid is gonna, you know, go against whatever I believe in, right? It's it's normal. Um, but I just hope that I can do a good enough job teaching him how to think critically, right? And not be a fucking moron. Um, sounds like a tall task that he can figure things out on his own eventually someday. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause it took me about 27 years. <laughs> So we'll see. all idiots. <laughs> and then we get together. It doesn't change. No. We're all idiots. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So uh, on that note, you want to wrap this bitch up? We can wrap this up. All right. What do you got? So beginning of the year, um, at work, we had to – it was a whole fucking thing with like the ERTC payments that came out, which was employee retention credits. So if you okay. continued paying your employees during the pandemic, you were entitled to a certain amount of money. Right. And I probably bitched about it before, but to sum it up quick. So they gave us a sum of money, and then they came out and said that the money you received was going to be taxable. It's like, okay, fine. But not taxable on the year you received it. You need to go back and amend your 2020 and 2021 tax returns and pay the tax on the year that it was credited towards. It's like, wow, what a fucking pain in the ass. Yeah. So that free money then turned into paying the accountant to do uh, a business and two personal amendments per year. So six amendments. So whatever we had to pay him for, to do that. And then we had to pay a difference in tax. Right. Based on that. So when he was sitting down with me, he goes, hey, so you need to pay – uh, state for this year, federal for this year, 
Uh, and then Chris owes like this. It's like, okay. I go, so I'm looking at something. I go, I don't have to pay that. He goes, no. I go, fine. So a couple months go by, and I get a letter saying I owe. <laughs> I send it to Mark, and I'm like, what hey, the hell? He goes, hey, <laughs> if they he goes, hey, if they send you a bill, send it over to me. We'll figure it out from there. I'm like, okay. A couple weeks go by. I get a bill. And I'm looking at the amendments, and it's an amount that's on the amendment. So it matches up perfectly. So I send it over. And he goes, oh, did you pay that? I go, no. I go, didn't tell me to. He goes, nope, nope, you got to pay that. Okay. So now we just add to the till, and it's like, hey, th- hey, thanks for like the ERTC payment, but you know, for the amount of money we got, I think a quarter of it was given back for taxes and accounting fees. Yeah. So it's like, thanks, but sick. Yeah. <clears throat> Come to find out, I got a no- another notice from the IRS. They're giving me a, they're giving me a refund for an overpayment for the exact amount of money that they asked me for. Are you fucking kidding me? Cool. Cool cool cool. <laughs> so even the IRS who pretty much knows to the dollar how much you owe and they know when you owe it and how you owe it and everything. Yep. What the fuck? It's like it's like the saga that'll never fucking end. Yeah. Hey, you owe us this very specific amount of money. Yeah, no, you okay. owe us exactly Okay, here's the money, right? This like dollar a, figure. Yeah, you owe us With- one, $136.22, right? Yeah. Like just to make make up a number. Okay, like, here's oh, my $136.22 check in the mail. Yep, and then they turn around and it's like, oh, you have an overpayment of $128 because there was penalties on like the late payment. It's like, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> the saga that'll never end. And I'm like, hey, hey, thanks for like some of these programs, but like they're still fucking bothering me now. Like this is going to like, so a a program that was like stemmed from 2020 is still going to be affecting me in 2024 because now I got to get the refund at some point. Right. And when I get the refund, I don't know, is that going to get taxed? Like it's not technically income, so probably not, but. Right, right. Like what are we doing here? Yeah, that's fucking dumb. So a big shout out to the IRS. Thanks. (laughs) Thanks for existing. <laughs> yeah. Th- th- thanks for being you. <laughs> oh, it's fantastic. Fucking the IRS sucks, Dick. And it's like, normally it's like, okay, you owe this. Okay, you pay it and it's done. Right. And then like every so often, it's like every few years, I owe like 28 bucks somehow. Like, I don't I don't know how the fuck it works. Um. But yeah, you owe this. Great. Now you have an overpayment of that exact same amount. It's like, thanks. What do we, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Then why did you tell me I owed it? 
Because clearly I didn't. If you're giving just it glad, back to me. Just glad they hired all those agents. Yeah, all those extra people. So, yeah, that's fucking dumb. Uh, all right, let's see. Which one of these do I want to go with? Let's let's um, let's stick with the the theme here today of people being dumb. Um, so I had a conversation uh, with my boss the other day, <clears throat> talking about some of the people that work for us. Um, and it came up that somebody is upset that they don't get reimbursed for gas that they need to drive to a job site. So let me break this down for you super quick. So my company pays us mileage, right? We are allowed to claim mileage anything after 50 miles round trip, right? So like when I drive to a client that is in Rhode Island, that's 15 miles from my house, I don't get to claim any mileage on that because it's less than 50 miles, right? The thought being most people, the average person drives 50 miles round trip to work, right? To and from work. So normal people do not get paid to drive to work. No right? one gets paid to drive to work. Correct. Correct. I actually know. I actually, so I know what the law is on this from a, or I, I guess it would be a tax code, not a law. I actually know what this is from a uh, sole proprietorship, but go on. So because my company allows for mileage, right? This, this person, um, where they live is very close to the company that they work for now. And it's a big account and they work exclusively for this company, right? The, the way my company works is we travel a lot, right? Like um, sometimes I go to Framingham, sometimes I go to various cities in Rhode Island. Sometimes I'm in Cambridge, like I'm all over the place, right? It's wherever the work is, that's where I have to drive to. So because of the nature of our work requires us to travel, right? We get paid for mileage. That's what it is. Again, my less the 50, right? So, and then whatever, I think the IRS standard is 62 and a half cents per mile, right? So like if you yeah, drive- It changes year to year, but yes. Right, right. So if I drive a hundred miles round trip in a day, I get to claim 50, 50 miles on my expense report, right? And my company will pay me whatever, 50 times 30, 60, 36 62, bucks. yeah, 36 bucks, right? To drive for that day. That's what I get paid for that day in mileage, right? It helps cover- gas and you know theoretical wear to the car that's what mileage payments are for right they're not for you to like go and fucking buy booze right like it's a reimbursement because you're you're the value of your car is it's whatever it's all i'm not going to get into like the logistics of it but so this person again lives very close to the company that they are working with exclusively and they made a comment to my boss 
about being upset that they do not, they are not able to expense their gas receipt every week because I know I don't get to claim mileage, but it would be nice if I could expense my gas. To which my boss and I said, ha ha, ha ha, ha ha, right? We just laughed because it's this, you what you like, you, you don't understand what you're saying, right? You're saying, I know I don't get paid for mileage, but I want to get paid for mileage. Because what the fuck do you think your gas receipt is? It's the result of your mileage, right? Like, oh, I, I you, you won't pay me for mileage, but you know, it would be nice if you would reimburse my gas. It's the same fucking thing. Same yeah, except your gas implies that's all you're driving. Correct. Correct. Which it's not, right? Like you're going to drive to the grocery store, I would imagine. You're going to drive to a restaurant or a bar. You're going to drive on the weekends, right? You're not working. Yeah. Like, so I don't, I don't, so I don't know all the ins and outs of the tax code. So I don't know specifically what your company offers you and why they're allowed to offer it you a certain way. But I do know that if you are a person that either works independently or you work for yourself you cannot like we so first and foremost you have to establish a home base like whatever the whatever the office is right that could be boston that could be your house doesn't matter whatever the home base is your mileage gets actually calculated based on travel from the home base to wherever you're going. So if home base is in Boston and you're going to Cambridge, you can get 0.7 miles because you do not get you by, I assume it's the IRS, by the IRS, they do not reimburse you for driving to work. So Correct. if you live in fucking Hamden, Mass, and it's 80 miles for you to get to Boston, you don't get 80 miles of fucking reimbursement. Correct. But if you have a job in Hamden and you only drove two minutes to get there, 80 miles because it's distance calculated from home base to the actual site. Right. Now you can skip a step, but it, it it would imply that you drove to Boston to then drive to the site, because that's because that's how it all gets calculated. Um. Now I don't know what your and you don't even need to, you don't need to tell me it doesn't it doesn't matter it's not important because it sounds like there are times where you make out on the deal and there are times where you don't make out on the deal, thus probably breaking even. Um. But yeah, that's how it's supposed to be. And it's supposed to cover gas, repairs, oil changes, inspections, all, all that stuff. That's what right. that mileage figure is. Right. So like for me, the only mileage I can claim is when I go to like stores to buy shit for the gym because right. we don't do much offsite stuff. Um, but yeah, if you do go offsite, then if your company either needs to come up with an arrangement or that's the arrangement. Cause it sounds to me like, like, again, there are times where you guys make out on the deal and there's times where you don't. 
Because is Cambridge is Cambridge more like his round trip to Cambridge? That's got to be more than fifty, right, for you? Oh yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Probably, I think it's like ninety three ish, depending on which way I go. Ninety two. So, so they reimburse you for the additional forty three, if that's the math. Right. Yeah. So like, if you were just going by the tax code, I yeah, and like the reimbursement, you would not get forty three miles of reimbursement but those times when you went to Pawtucket and got nothing right you would you would get whatever so i I, that like that's why i'm saying like it it ends up evening out for you guys yeah um or if you want gas reimbursement you need to keep a whole log like that's the crazy shit like right you need to keep a log of how many miles you drove for work for fun, for like normal stuff, you need to say what it was. You need to say what it was for. It's like it's so much work. Like the mileage, the mileage um, reimbursement is just way easier. What it comes down to is is said individual is um, is young and doesn't understand how things work in the world yet basically is is what what i'm trying to get at yeah they don't get it it's because they've also made the the statement out loud in front of management as well um that it's ridiculous that we have to subtract 50 miles from our mileage um to which i've i've said in the past they don't need to pay you mileage at all so just yeah, you could sh- shut you, your mouth and and take what you what you get. So the the alternative is you don't accept any reimbursement from the company, and then you do it all yourself. You have to do it all yourself when you file your taxes. Yeah, and if you're within the standard deduction, you'd have to be driving a lot right. to get out of that standard deduction. Yeah, it um, it was an issue in my last job too because. I mean that we we drove all the time, right? To schools and to kids' houses and stuff like that, and to whatever events. And it was such a fucking pain in the ass because it was always an issue. And it was you do not get paid to drive from your house to work to the office. Period. You do not include that in your mileage. Now there was a loophole that I used to do occasionally, and some of the season people that worked there used to do is. You don't drive to the office first. <laughs> you go somewhere else. You go to like a school or you have like a daytime visit somewhere and then maybe you do something else uh, and then you go to the office later in the day and then you go back out later. Like there were ways to finagle it that we used to do to to make it allowable. But like the rule was you do not get to claim mileage to drive to the office. So when my no home does. office, when I lived in Mansfield, right, and my home office was Worcester, I didn't get no. I didn't get to claim mileage from Mansfield to the Worcester office. No, no one does. But that, if I that, went to a school in Bellingham first before I went to the office, <laughs> then I could claim the mileage. <laughs> so I would occasionally do that. But it's you know, it, it's just what people are. I don't know if spoiled is the right word, but 
Uh, uninformed is is probably uh, yeah. Right. I think uninfo- just, uninformed is the way because they go. don't they don't know because they just this, want it. They want it their way, right? They're like, well, no, I want this. And it's like so. Truthfully, if you like, so I actually genuinely feel this way. If you need to drive for your job, and like you're on the job paying your own gas, your own car, your own everything, then there should be a reimbursement, or you need to do it through. Right. The IRS. Um, now, depending on the amount, again, like the standard deduction kind of fucks you on that one. But at the same time, you need to know the trade off here. Like, well, well, I should be reimbursed for my gas. Like, okay. You need to give me an itemized list of every time that you drove for work and every time that you drove not for work and every time you drive not for work you don't get that gas it's like, oh, that just sounds like the mileage thing huh <laughs> funny how that works yeah yeah because even like when when people buy like company cars whatever or like they buy their personal car and they go oh well you know i spend half my time working uh half the time i use my car it's work and half the time i use my car it's uh personal Okay, where's the log? Yeah. So you need to log it somewhere, somehow. And if your company's not going to do it for you, you have to do it yourself. So I don't know. I That's the other thing, too, is like, I don't think it's all that hard to log it. So no. if you don't like what your company's giving you, talk to your accountant and see what your options are. Because I think you have, I, I think in this case, I think you have one. Yeah, but this person's not going to do that. They definitely they no. don't even have have an accountant. No one will. Yeah. Because again, but that's what I mean. Is like people young, young and uninformed. Because people like think it's like oh, it has to be this way. Oh, my employer doesn't do this. It's like okay, well, there are sometimes options. This is one of those cases. Right. Right. So figure it's the out entitlement the- thing, right? Too that comes with like being younger. It's like, well, I should get this. Right. Yeah. So again, it's like, it's, it's, it's the, it's like communism, right? The idea is actually correct. Like when you drive for work, you should be reimbursed for it. Well, the company policy is X. Right. Oh, well that kind of sucks for me specifically. So like, why don't you do Y? And it's like, no, Y doesn't make any fucking sense either. Right. Right. But if you did <laughs> Z, like Z would be an option. Right. But no one does Z because they don't know what's out there. Right. Yep. So here we are. Like I said, we had a good laugh at it. But, yeah. <clears throat> so it is a it is a little bit of a weird policy. I I will I will now this person that we were speaking of that I don't know. They're they are missing the boat. The policy is a little odd, if you, uh, it, from from my perspective, without yeah, it without, is. without reading it, without reading it, knowing it, or asking any f- follow up questions, the policy sounds odd on the on the surface. Yeah, but whatever. Yeah, no, I agree. Like I said, in it at my last job, it was like that's, straightforward. That's pretty like, traditional. Yeah, it was pretty straightforward. Like you can claim mileage for anything that's not your drive to the office. So if you 
what if you so if you drive 75 miles to just yeah. to get to just to get to work do you get to yeah. claim 25 what do you mean like so if so for if mileage you, or on my taxes mileage yeah so it's round trip so if i drove seven but that's, that would but be that's just getting to that's that just getting to work yeah so if someone works for you and they live in like rhode island so we don't have an office oh my company now that's right you work with the clients yeah we don't have an office Oh, we, that fucks everything all we up. We have a we have a PO box in Boston. <laughs> oh, that fucks. Okay, that's in like a what, random hey, a random building on yeah. yeah I think it's okay, State that's Street why or your, Federal Street. That's why your policy doesn't make any sense. To we me. have a okay. we have a PO box. Yep. Nope. That's yeah. That's why it does. I I knew I was yeah. missing. I was missing a detail somewhere. That's why. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. There we are. There we have it. Yeah. So like I can't go That's to my office for the day and hang out because it doesn't exist. Okay. Like yeah. if you go to our okay. website, so, so then yes. like at the bottom of our website, it has the address. That's it's a PO it's a box. PO box. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Yep. That's where the 50 comes into play. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So it makes a little bit more sense, but it is, yep. no, it is non-traditional because we are non-traditional in the fact that we don't have an office. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah, that that definitely uh, throws a wrench. Yeah, in what would be normal. Yeah, yeah. There we go. There you have it. <laughs> there, there you have it. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's gonna do it. <laughs> it's gonna do it for us here. Uh, thank you for watching. Uh, if you're on YouTube, don't forget to hit subscribe up above. Uh, hit the like button down below. Uh, subscribe wherever you're listening as well if you're an audio-only guy. Uh, if you happen to be on Spotify or iTunes, you can leave us a, a review and five stars. So do that. Just do it. Uh, please and thank you. Um, what else we got? We're on Instagram at Sarcasm Speaks Pod. Uh, we are on Twitter at sarcasm underscore speaks. Facebook is sarcasm speaks. Uh, website sarcasmspeaks.com. You go to the merch store, buy some of our merch. And since you're in a purchasing mood, uh, you can check out the sponsors, all the sponsors below in the show notes. Uh, I think I'm going to start doing it this way because I um, sometimes I don't like saying all the shit, right? So I'm just going to tell you, don't be lazy. Look at the show notes, right? And there's links to all the sponsors, all the affiliate codes that you need with the instructions of what the proper code is to use. So just do it. So uh, go support our sponsors in the show notes below. There you go. There you have it. Uh, mostly also too, because I don't think anyone actually listens to this point in the show anyway. I feel like everyone probably turns it off once I start doing the readout as it is. So uh, <laughs> it's this is selfish. This is for me to say less words. Um, so yeah, that's going to do it for us. Uh, until next time, good night, everybody.